Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time for a rivalry game. Daughter's ready. Come on, y'all. Been slaving over this for hours. A week for food, family, and football. Dear time and for Jesus. Hey, um, you know, sweetie... Jesus did grow up. You don't always have to call him baby. This is a Rivalry Week edition of Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by P.G. Long, your Northwest foreign experts. Online at pglongllc.com. Danny and Dusty on Portland's Sports Leader, 1080. When you say grace, you can say the grown of Jesus or teenage Jesus or bearded Jesus or whoever you want. The Fan. Hour number two, Danny and Dusty with you. If you missed any of our number one or any of our shows here on The Fan, check them out on the Service Patriots podcast at 1080thefan.com. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com slash the fan. Um, wait, we got the Ducks Beeves coming up Friday, 1 o'clock, or is when our uh, pregame coverage starts. From down in front of the Mashovsky Center, mm. leading you up to a 5.30 kick uh, between Oregon and Oregon State. How's our weather looking? Oh, it's going to be uh, crisp, cool, and sunny, I believe. I don't know. Russ, you do the weather for it. Yeah, on the day of the game. <laughs> you haven't looked? What am I, a I have looked. I think it's going to be, yeah, you are. No, you're a... Uh, weather reporter? A weather reporter. Yeah, I trust you on, on all those things. Yeah, uh, yeah high of 48, low of 31, yeah. sunny, baby. Sunny. Ac- AccuWeather has it as a low of 25. So. <clears throat> I don't think it's going to get that cold. Uh, Guys, you it, can't it, be talking to me like that. Does it, does it get that cold down there? Uh, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Really? When oh. the, well, no cloud cover, man. I guess. No cloud cover. It gets uh, chilly at I'll night. I'll tell you what, man. Last week at, at, at Reeser, it sucked. Like it, Everybody I talked to went down there said it was horrid. Well, it's just raining, just pouring, like, and rain. just cold as hell. Yeah, yeah. It so, was it was not great weather yeah. last weekend, but this is going to be fantastic weather. Just a little bit cold. No mm. excuses for anybody, huh? And I'm I'm looking forward to this game because look, there are so many storylines heading into this thing that I mean, you have what sucks is that it's not a chance for both teams to go to the Pac-12 championship game. Yeah. Um it's winning. You're in for Oregon. And for Oregon State, it is still jockeying for bowl positioning, but it would be it would have been a lot funner, it more fun if it was for a a seat at the table in the Pac-12 championship game. That is gone, but I anytime you have a rivalry game, 
this thing has been played 126 times. Yeah, it's the I, fourth longest running rivalry in college football. I do not get this line. I do yeah. not get 13. It opened at 14. 14. Yeah. I think Oregon, it, it, stylistically, they match up very well. But we just saw one of the best offenses in the entire yeah. country get held to 22 by this team. Something has been right with Washington sure. as of late. And, like, again... That shouldn't we shouldn't hold that against Washington no. because they keep winning. Yes, but I think that what that is is if you look at the metrics of of Oregon's expectation versus their performance, sure. they are outperforming even what the expect adjusted expectations have been. And like, just look no further than like Arizona State's not good. Mm-hmm. They are not good, but they, they are absolutely them. dropping the hammer on teams that are not very good. And like, mm-hmm. there has not been that drop off. This is going to be a team that will play them a lot tougher than, I mean, look, in all honesty, Oregon's only had two games that have been close. They're one and one in them. Yeah. They beat Texas Tech and they blasted, uh, you know, Utah, which we thought was going to be close, mm-hmm. but then they lost the other one, which was Washington. Yes. Like, we thought they were going to have, like, three games that are going to be really tight, or four, because we thought that USC was going to be closer than it was. And I don't care that it was a nine-point game. That game was, you never had the feeling like Oregon was going to lose that game. No. A minor pucker factor hit in the fourth quarter, but that's only, that's it. But right there is why you, and I don't even think, I don't even think it was that minor. Like, I looking at that team in I'll, I'll that tell you, stadium, the, the fans in that stadium that were around me uh, got very tight and very quiet, and there was a lot of, okay. Really? Yeah. And I never got that sense there because they controlled the game. Oh, they did, 100%. They controlled the game. And I think another factor of this is the level of play you're seeing from Bo Nix. Yes. Bo Nix is not just like on pace to set this completion percentage record in college football mm-hmm. which is mind-blowing he's completing over 78 percent of his passes which on is the year. really good he is doing it with a protection of the football that we have not seen uh, and i not don't know with if his we've volume ever of attempts ever no. No. because he has 35 touchdowns and two interceptions this year that has not been done in, in, in like all of this you know according to when they all do get dive into the research since at least 2000. And if it hadn't happened mm. since 2000, I would venture to guess that it probably hasn't happened with because the efficiency of passers has gone yeah, exponentially through the roof higher. over the last 23 years. Yeah, like efficiency 25 years ago, 30 years ago, was completing 60% of your passes. And I think that is where that line comes from. I don't trust it, though, because of the fact it's a rivalry game. Mm-hmm. I watched with my own two eyes Oregon build a lead last year, and Oregon State just play within themselves, continue just to run the damn football. And look, Oregon melted down in that game. Sure. Uh, the the punt, the fact that they gave him short field, mm-hmm. and th- they allowed Oregon State to run the ball. And they got mauled. And in, in, in win that game. Mm-hmm. Okay? I think those are all the kind of the contributing factors to this fifth, the 14-point lead that it opened with in 13.5 to what it's been bet down to. I think this game is going to be close because – Oregon State is very well coached, mm-hmm. and they run the ball. And just like with Bo Nix, it is keep the ball out of, or just like with Mike uh, Michael Penix last week, keep the ball out of Bo Nix's hands, and good things are going to happen. Oregon State has been playing a lot better defensively. 
They have been. There, there, there's this sentiment, too, and this this is from the Vancouver Ford text line. Given the three gut-punching losses, the conference imploding, OSU being left behind, and now uh, no chance to get to the conference championship game, I have never been less enthusiastic about a Civil War game. Mm. I have heard this sentiment from more than a few Beaver fans, yeah. and and I know a couple folks that, that cover the Beavs that I've talked to have said, I don't. this isn't USC like rolling over and showing their belly like they did against UCLA, but there is a, a concern. A worry that Oregon State, because of those three losses, and honestly, the Washington one shouldn't be something that that kills you. It's the Washington State one. That's that's oh, yeah. the one that kills you. Arizona's a very good four hundred yards through the air. Yeah, that like if you don't lose that game, you're in a different position right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you maybe not going to a conference championship game, but you're going to a really good bowl game if you win this game. Heck yeah! So like that part of it, I think is probably there. But I do wonder, because the the you know the fairy tale story is gone. You you can't you can't get to the conference title game. You can't ha- you know plant this flag of like it you know we 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 are the yeah. the savior of the Pac twelve. You know, we're the, the 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 true heirs. You know, go full Game of Thrones, but. But you can still play a massive spoiler. Well, and I think looking at this historically, one of the things that has always been great about this rivalry is that when one team has nothing to play for and the other has everything, I think that we've seen some of the best games. Some of the best games in this series have happened uh, when you get that, right? The When the War of the Roses, when Oregon State fans all thought that there was an 08, they thought a win, mm-hmm. and they're in the Rose Bowl, and Oregon went and just trounced them, right? And it was like an upset that had, you know, all the makings of it. You have uh, when they went color on color down at Autzen Stadium, and it came down to stuffing a fly sweep on the final play of the game. Like, you have had so many of these games where you could play a spoiler to the other guy's season, and you get that inspired effort, and that's what rivalries are are all about, man. And that's why I don't like I don't trust the 14 because if there's a coach that can get through the importance of this rivalry to anybody, I think he's Jonathan Smith. Smith is going to be that damn because guy. Because he's been that guy on both sides. Yeah, and for for Oregon, they're riding this Fibu mantra that they have now. Have you seen this? Mm-hmm. Landing wearing a he unveiled it in their little cinematic recap that they mm-hmm. did, which are always incredibly good. He took off his polo after they beat uh, USC, and it, he had a T-shirt on that said "Fubu." So it's, this this is a guy who grew up with around Fubu, clearly. Yeah, F E B U. Um, I think you can figure out what the first word is, and I, I, I like you. Everybody's like trying to parse through it, mm-hmm. and I think it's like everybody but us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. like they're on a one-track mind. Yeah, where it is like. It is, and this is the crazy part that you keep seeing. They bought into it over the course of the years. It's even after the Portland State game, Dan Lanning in his the first press conference of the year said, "It's Oregon versus Oregon." You know, mm-hmm. it's Oregon versus Oregon, built not, on substance, not Michigan versus everybody, mm-hmm. not Ohio. You see, Ohio State is Ohio State versus the world now. They they have that going into this. God, I hate into this week so much. Um. But, like, it has been Oregon versus Oregon, and I think that this is, it, it's lining up. I think it'll be a great game in Eugene. I don't I don't see the blowout. I, I, I see the potential I, for it, but, I, I like, if you're asking me the likelihood of, of the blowout occurring, less than 15%. And if, if Oregon blows out 
Oregon State. I would be surprised, but that would also be that key indicator that Oregon's playing at another level yeah. right now. And that would set up a Pac-12 championship game that sends the winner to the college football playoff. We're going to need to talk about that when it gets down to it, because that's that's super interesting to me that if that happens, both teams would have beaten each other once, mm-hmm. but one on a neutral field, and so they go. Well, they're a conference champion. Well, I know, but I mean, it's interesting to me that they're the conference champion, even though that they have the same record. Well, you win the conference championship game. But the other team won more conference games during the conference. No, they didn't. They would have the same. They don't do that like in the NBA Finals. Well, it's no, not no. like, you know, you win the NBA Finals, you're the champion. It doesn't matter if you have yeah, less but, regular season wins than the yeah. team you beat. But you also, when you get there, you're seated, right? Well, yeah. I mean, they're kind of well, seated because they're the, the top the two teams. Team. But again, you have to go through like multiple levels. I don't understand. I don't follow. It made more sense when we had the divisions, the North and the South, <laughs> as dumb as that is. No, no, no. Let's get to that because okay. Jed Fish is, is crowning a champ. Yes, this, this is, this is why I wanted to champ, talk about this. And I, don't, I, I think I'm as confused about what you're saying as I was about Jed Fish. Next on The Fan. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Brought to you by PG Long on 1080 The Fan. If you have a, a dog in your vehicle or your home right now, Jeff, do you want to say something to the people? Yeah, I was going to say, cue all the bitching from dog owners with this yeah. song. No, how about sorry? <laughs> yeah, I'm not. <laughs> all right. I all respect right. it. Apologize for nothing. Okay, so. That's going to be me this segment. Yeah, yeah, I still am having uh, <laughs> troubles with where you're, your line of thinking, but. Let's let Jed Fish speak, mm-hmm. and then maybe we'll have clarity because you 
are confused about how Washington could beat Oregon in October, and then if Oregon beats them in December in a conference championship game on a neutral field, they would be crown champs, right? Not that, not confused about it. Just why the let's say let's say that everything yeah. flips. Yeah. Let's say Oregon wins by four mm-hmm. on a neutral field. Yeah. Why does that now carry more weight? Because when you're playing and where you're playing, and that, uh, that's I, a big. Those are two very big factors. I, I understand that, but if you're uh, let's and say, it's a conference championship game. Well, like this is not something that's unique to college no, no, football. No, it's it's, it's mm-hmm. not. But again, it is unique to college football though, because college football is the only one who takes and makes their own selections, not based on performance yeah. or record. They're they're making subjective claims. And that's where it differs from me. Wouldn't the most recent performance be but, the one that you could go off of too? Sure, but also does it does it again does I mean, it then I, not matter? I may understand this if is like you the were saying like not mattering in basketball kind of a deal. If Washington blew them out in Seattle, but that wasn't the case. No, either. no, I'm saying let's, let's let's say again that it's that it's close on both sides. Well, then a neutral okay, field means okay, a lot. Okay, let's say it's a neutral field. Let's say it's a two point win for Oregon. Yeah. Then they won. Okay, sure, but how, how much more is two versus four? If, if home field advantage is worth is typically worth three, then it would be so it'd be a, literally a one point difference is what you're talking about. Yeah, so th- that's what you're going to base it on, and not the entire body of work. That well, they seems... also said what? Well, then why would you hold it against Oregon for avenging that loss in their but entire body? Of work? But that's that's exactly what I've been saying. Is that Shouldn't the committee then be looking at getting both teams in? We talked about this yesterday. I don't know because it all things being considered, you have to take the conference champion, which is they value conference champions. And also, they've proven in the past that they that a loss earlier in the season is not as bad as one late in the season. Oh, yeah. I a hundred percent know that. But I also look at this and go, why are we? Why do we call a team a conference champion if the team in the regular season was undefeated in the conference? The team that went in there lost to that team, and now avenged that loss. How is How does that equate okay. to the conference champion? Well, let's play Jed Fish, and then we'll get to that. Here's Jed Fish, because he's crowning himself a champion. I told our team yesterday we're Pac-12 South champions. Love it. Um, they just decided to change the rules of the Pac-12 championship game a year ago. But um, if you look at it, you know, we clinched it. We clinched the Pac-12 South. Um, so our guys understand that they had a – that's a nice – that's a nice little feather in their cap, and um, to be to finish um, going into week eleven to finish ahead of the other programs, uh, regardless of the outcome of the final week. Um, the second part of it is uh, there's no concern at all in my mind about the emotions of our team for this game. Uh, we are playing our bitter rival, and it is a duel in the desert. It is two teams in the state of Arizona going at it. And I have no concern that no matter what happens on Friday night between the two Oregon schools, uh, that our play will be any different at 1.30 p.m. on Saturday. Pac-12 South champs! He's not wrong. It doesn't exist. He's not wrong, though. Well, I, I mean, there, I mean, they, they, there they, isn't they, a they, South. They, it is interesting that they changed the rule in, in what would be the last year. Well, it wasn't. They did it uh, before. Oh, I know, but I mean, what's what's going to end up being the last year? Yeah, and the reason why they did it, and this is what is confusing about the argument, is that uh, so you would rather have a team with more conference losses playing the co- conference championship game? No. Oh, no. I, I I agree that Oregon and Washington should both go as Oregon wins, hundred okay. percent. 
but I'm looking at it from the, the college football playoff perspective. That's that's what I'm looking at this from. As yeah. in, like, I understand that it's a conference title game. I yeah. I, I, I get that. Well, in, but it's also in, in this unique circumstance where one is undefeated and one has the one yeah. loss, that you're just, you're putting them on equal playing ground if it's, again, if the game is close. I think that, what what is here is a, it is equal playing ground. It's equal footing. It's not a road game in a hostile environment on the road. Both teams will have to travel to Las Vegas. Sure. It is a more level playing field than going on the road. We'll see Winning on better. the road is really hard. It is. And that, uh, like, I think road and home games, especially in college football, there is no, there's no equal to it in any sport of what home field advantage is and what a home advantage is. Even if Washington travels better to Allegiant Stadium, it won't be the same as Oregon's inability to operate at times because of the noise in the atmosphere of Husky Stadium. It, My pushback on that is, uh, again, it's a little bit closer tangentially, but you were down in Oregon, Georgia. Yeah. Was it difficult for Oregon to operate? Hold on. You are saying about a neutral site in which that is literally... It's two hours uh, away. Yeah. It, it's not sure. a... Not, you're not three states away. Okay. <laughs> what? But let's it's let's, not, not going to be nearly the same. Let's flip this though. Let's let's say it, let's say it's USC or UCLA. It's only three hours away. Yeah, and they traveled well. Would that not be a neutral site game? It is a neutral site game, but it that was again, but it's not going. They, to, it will not be anywhere near it. Now you're pulling things out of the sky and trying to throw it against the again, wall. I am because that's what the freaking committee is doing. No, here. they're not. They are. No, they're looking at a team in the final week of the season. And they can avenge their only loss. Sure. And if they do that, then they are on a neutral field late in the year. To not me, to not, me, it matters how 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 much they avenge it by. If it's, why? If it's tooth and nail, it comes down to the last possession, and it's two points, three points. This the same way it came down to the Washington Oregon game. Why we're still sitting here talking about well, Oregon's still the more complete team. It's okay. like Washington beat them. They did, and they absolutely did. And if yeah. Oregon's still the more complete team, it's like. But if if it's, it's two sli- months, I hate the sliding scales. But if almost two months later, sure, Washington has not been playing mm-hmm. at the same clip. You can see it with your eyes, and you can see it with the how their games have played out. It would almost be two months after mm-hmm. the fact that they played each other. That Oregon then would avenge that loss, and would you like, say it's more w- impactful for? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Be, but if you don't allow Washington, if you don't allow for Oregon to improve over the course of the year, I think that's why these games are actually more important, that you have teams that can improve over the course of the year. Injuries can happen over the course of the year. You can have teams that regress over the course of a year. And that those are all major factors as to who should be in or out of the college football playoff. So like the the spin to that would be to everything that you're saying is why should you punish a team that has improved over the two months since they last played and would maybe be playing at a better level? And if Michael Penix, if those that rib injury that is the or the midsection injury, yeah, is actually a thing that is affecting his play. Shouldn't that be taken into consideration sure. too? Sure. Yeah. yeah. And again, I'm not saying this as some way to like to like the text line saying that I'm sitting this as a way to downplay Oregon. No, I'm I don't saying think, they I don't sh- think you're doing that. No, I'm saying no. they should both go. 
That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. Because you're the way you're looking at this, if this game is close, it should show that they're both really good teams then, that are deserving. But they should the both team, go, but it won't happen because that, they're the Pac-12. That, that yeah. has been my point and, in yeah. all of this. But and then and then you go to which team is playing better now. And I just I look at that and I just like I don't I don't like that. Because it devalues the previous eleven weeks. Yeah, tw- yeah, twelve weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I and I don't think it does. I think it just puts that that emphasis. And I think that avenging a loss is important. I do though. too. Yeah. I again, yeah. I am not saying this to devalue Oregon any way, shape, matter, or form. Hmm. I'm saying this is a matter of if if this game is close, why why is it now? Because it's the same argument that I hear in the NBA of devaluing the regular season. Just get there. Just get in this case. Just get to the conference title game. Yeah, I uh, and I think that one of the big problems here is that like you're playing better later in the year, and I I don't think of it as as big of a deal as you do because of the fact that like we all want the teams that are peaking at the right time of the year, and if Washington wins the second one, wouldn't they just be the better team? Yes. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, and I think it can in that be scenario, as easy it's, as that. It's, it's easy, yes. But I know, but if Oregon wins, then they're the better team at this point in the year. And they would both have the same number of conference losses. And so you would, uh, you're not going to hold Oregon out because they're playing better at the end of the year and they eventually lost. No, loss. and that's, yeah. and that's, that's yeah. ultimately my point. But you know what they should do? Have a 12-team playoff. That's, that's they, what they need to do. Which is why I've been begging for that for so long. <laughs> we should have it. Because right now, yeah. both teams would be in, yeah. hands down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and hell, you might even be looking around at at, had Oregon State won. Mm. You might be going, Beavers, maybe. Right. Mm -hmm. All right, now that I've sufficiently pissed everybody off, (laughs) wonderful. My head hurts. Yep. (laughs) Let's get to today's worst day on the web. Where uh, how can you manage to not piss off a loved one by telling them that you don't like their Thanksgiving dish? This is big. It's big. But first, here's the big Kahuna Sports Center update. I hear they got some tasty burgers. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is Rivalry Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by P.G. Long. On 1080 The Fan. It's time for today's worst day on the web. With Danny and Dusty on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan. Oh, really? (sighs) That sucks. Thanksgiving's just around the corner. Whether you're doing Thanksgiving or Friendsgiving... Sometimes you just got to tell your friend or family member that their special X meal sucks. Yeah, this is a tough one. This is a tough one that everybody has to go through. And uh, it is, there's nuance to it when you have to tell your loved one why you're not eating their dish. But there's, but do, there is a, a lot of different avenues that you can go. I, I, I had this, um, I had a, a friend who had a, uh, um, Family mashed potato recipe. I can't remember what the hell was in it. It was something atrocious. Oh, liver. Potatoes? Liver. Ew. Oh, God. So my, my family is not uh, immune to doing um, 
like a, a meat in a mashed potatoes, like then yes. like an, 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 an everything mashed potato, which is like cheese and, yeah. and cooked bacon, which they're incredibly good. Um, but yeah, there was mashed potatoes with liver in them, and I took a bite and I. That is disgusting. The, the gag, like, the gag reflex that I had from that dish was horrendous. This is what needs to be stopped. Oof. Like, and, and I think you can't. Like, everyone's like, "Oh, it's an old family recipe." Well, like, you only bust it out once a year for a reason because it sucks. Because it's not that yeah. good, uh, right? Like, this is like, uh, I'm a, I'm a fan of green bean casserole, right? I'm a fan of green bean casserole. I like green bean casserole. I'm not a green bean guy, so that, um, one, that one's polarizing. They, I, I, yeah, I know. I'm yeah. a fan, but you put mushrooms in that son of a gun, you're out. I'm out. What's yeah. cream of mushroom soup? What? In, it's cream of mushroom soup. I know, but in no, a you put actual. There's a difference. Cream of mushroom soup I can handle because it's like the essence of of mushrooms, right? Mm-hmm. Will yes. you put the actual mushrooms in there? I'm out. So I'm not a mushroom mushrooms. guy. Okay, yeah. See, I don't add extra yeah, mushrooms. Do you do? You don't put extra mushrooms in there. It is when you put the mushroom in. I'm like, what are we doing here? Can, what, what's what's the Thanksgiving dish that has the most um, variety to how good or bad it can stuffing, be? Stuffing. Right? Stuffing. Yep. It could be too dry. It can be Also another one I've moist, seen, seen with can, liver in oof. it, too. What? Where are you going it's for the, Thanksgiving? It's the, mid, it's the 1930? It's the freaking Midwest, man. It's, God, these people need to be stopped. Yes, they do. Um there's another weird ingredient I've, I've seen in stuffing, too. Um, they didn't eat it because I knew it was in there. God, what the hell was it? I can't remember now. But Some people like to put nuts in theirs. That's nuts also in weird. stuffing? Yeah, yeah. No. My my mom will put in, and this is like, uh, this is really tough. I love my mom. I hope she's not listening to this. <laughs> She'll put nuts and, uh, and cranberries into the stuffing. Oof. And it's like... I would rather just have the stuffing part, you know? I, I can have, if you want to put a bowl and put some cranberries next to it, go ahead. Oh, and also stuffing cooked in the bird, dressing cooked outside of the bird. Yes. That's the difference. Yeah, yeah. There. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and, Brussels and sprouts. That's what it was. Ew. Oh, God. Yeah. Why? Brussels sprouts in what? In, in stuffing. In, in stuffing? Yeah. And I was like, that is terrible. I hate Brussels sprouts and green beans. So. Oh, by the way, also, if you want to jazz up a green bean casserole a little bit, do it Italian style. You'll throw in a little bit of fresh rosemary, some Pecorino Romano, and use uh, uh, pancetta. What did you put in yours? Cheese. Some fresh rosemary and some Pecorino Romano cheese okay. and some pancetta. Well, it's fantastic. Uh, I didn't know where you were going with the Pecorino. I thought... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then, like, you I, definitely have to pay extra for the Pecorino. Yeah, I was... Woof. Uh, but this is uh, this is a good one. What's the deal with the nuts, right? I we have to make two different. What's the deal with grape nuts? Well, what's the deal with that? No grapes, no, no nuts. We have to do this with my family as well, where we have uh, you know sweet potato casserole. Right, it is really good. I have a bunch of monsters in my family that that don't want. I, I think on top of the sweet potato casserole. You put some marshmallows on there, right? You brown those marshmallows up. It's delicious. Marshmallows on what? On sweet potato casserole. Like on top of the sweet potatoes yeah, I casserole. This, I don't do the sweet potatoes what or yams. I, I love sweet potatoes and yams are fine. What are you doing to them, you monster? What? No. I mean, that's pretty common. That. Yeah, that is very common. They want to put pecans on them. And I'm also like, sucks. no. You put the sweet potato casserole, you have the, the, the marshmallows on top, you brown them, and it is 
to die for. Real quick, and this will get me killed. Pecan pie, uh, uh, pumpkin pie, both suck. Mm, the fruit pies are better. The, the, look, yeah, I'll apple, agree with you. Apple pecan. pie, blueberry, like peach, like literally anything else. Pecan, pecan and, I'll take oh. it. I mean, I mean, I'll you, you can t- you can keep your pecan pie. The they, pumpkin pie, I'll take. I like, I'm not I like gonna go like seek it out. I'm pro pie. Neither. I'm pro. That's my pro pie. fruit pie. My wife does a pumpkin pie. Where she takes little uh, dabs pie? of like uh, um, mm-hmm. yellow cake mix and drops little chunks of yellow cake mix oh, and stuff in the, in the pumpkin pie. It's delightful. I, I'm God, with I'm with this texture. Marshmallow's yeah. disgusting. Why would you ruin a good sweet potato dish by putting that garbage candy on top? Because yes, it's I'm amazing. Hundred percent with that. Person. It's amazing. Uh, this is another well, terrible first off, thing. I've those seen. four words don't go together. <laughs> good sweet potato dish. Oh, you see, just, you're wrong on that. I've gotten really in, like, <laughs> majority um, rules my, here. <laughs> I did not really had sweet potatoes until my wife and I met, and she loves them. Mm. And with, probably once every ten days, there's there's sweet potatoes cooked in the house, and she just roasts them in the oven with a little bit of a uh, little bit of olive oil and some seasoning. They're they're tasty, man. Mm. Um, but somebody else mentioned the, the 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 terrible stuffing thing that I've heard also as well. Oysters in stuffing. Who are these people? I'm telling you, man. People put weird crap in stuffing. Number one, most, I will tell you right now, I have been to a lot of like different Thanksgivings all over the country, various places, big families, small families, traditional yeah. recipe, new recipe. Most of your stuffing sucks. Yeah. Hey, it does. It just does. Like, there's been very few people that have like, like stuffing that you're not, ha- you don't have somebody else at the whatever yeah. dinner you're at going, mm, this stuffing's not very good. Yeah. Like, you get the universal, oh, this is good. Hey, uh, can we start this? Because, like, this happens a lot when you're, like, at a, a Thanksgiving dinner. You'll hear, like, the old will start saying, like, I saw it on the news or I saw it on the TV or I heard it on the radio, you know? Yeah. Let's just start this. So you can, quite literally, you heard it on the radio. Yeah. Right here. You heard on the radio... That it's not offensive if you don't eat a particular dish at a Thanksgiving. You're just saving it for other people to have. That's why you don't eat it is because you want other people to enjoy it. Exactly. So I want now, them to stop if, bringing it. Though. If somebody says to you, "Hey, why don't you try this?" It'd be like I heard on the radio mm. that it's a, it's the new trend is to save it for other people. And you can say that to people now. Uh, and if you ever hear- need to go back to it, just timestamp this. Yeah. You know, go to the the Service Patriots podcast mm. and look up the November twenty first edition of Danny and Dusty, and you'll be able to pull up and see. See, I heard it on the radio, right there. It's I think, not offensive. I think the other way about this. Saving you, it for everybody else. You can else. also say you heard this on the radio. Okay. Tell them that their food sucks and just not bringing it. God, no. Yes. This is okay. I want Thanksgiving just theatrics. Don't I, talk about politics. After don't hearing, talk about religion. After hearing, tell them their food sucks. Or, or just bring up Danny's conference championship <laughs> idea, and then you'll get another fight going on. <laughs> yes! Like, you, should hear, you should hear this guy and what he thinks of conference championship games. <laughs> is, is your <laughs> Thanksgiving change, too calm? Invite it. me. Yeah. I'll stir it up. <laughs> Goodness gracious! I won't mention politics. I won't mention religion. I will get. I. I will. I will cause a ruckus. I'll just tell you your food sucks. Yeah. Oh man. What are you monsters putting in your stuffing? I understand after like you having liver and oysters in various dishes, why you don't love Thanksgiving that much. I'm not. Thanksgiving is not my jam, and to be honest, I, I love Thanksgiving. I, I I love like food from across the world. Like there's, I will eat stuff from basically everywhere. Thanksgiving, my plate is the most basic ass plate you will ever see. And I will steer oh, yeah. away from the turkey. Number one, I am pro ham and I am pro prime rib on Thanksgiving. Um, if you if you have either of those, you are doing it right. If you have both, you are killing it. 
you were in the American military, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. All right. Yeah. I mean, prime rib, I mean, Christmas. Prime, prime rib, prime ham, rib and ham, Christmas, ham Easter. Oh, uh, see, ham we, Easter. Yeah. See, my family does the prime rib and ham uh, for all of the major holidays. Yeah. yeah. We'll still do a small turkey, but yeah, I you know, turkey, mashed potatoes, gravy. Get some dressing on there, and then you got to have a butt ton of dinner rolls to sop that's up the, the, Hawa- the Hawaiian dinner stuff. rolls is, is the way. Yeah. Oh, I'm just talking plain white. Oh. Yeah, it's really good. Like uh, I mean, you not, get just not when soft, spongy ones. ones. Not when the Hawaiians are there, man. The Hawaiians are the goat. I don't need the sweetness with my mashed no, potatoes and gravy. No, you need oh. it. No, you. you, you no, take, I'm with Rust oh, on this. The Hawaiian you roll with mashed potatoes, perhaps and some a ham sourdough on the on the roll. Now the Hawaiian rolls oh. day after for the turkey sammies that you make the little, little sliders. That now mm. now we're talking. Now I'm with you there. See, I'm but I'm talking dinner. I, I want something with a little bit of substance that can absorb. I want some gravy absorption that needs to happen there. It needs to have a little bit of uh, it has some structure to it, so I can you know be a complete animal and use it along with my fork to shovel uh, more food onto my fork. There you go. Uh, that, that's what I'm looking at. I have a feeling what we're going with here is um, we need to come up with a bingo card of sorts at some point. Oh, well, it'll have to be tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. Of the Thanksgiving bingo, bingo card of, of things that will piss that family right off. Ooh. Uh, things that could be like, like, do we get specific within politics or is that just one like general one? I think there's a couple of avenues that you can go (laughs) with, right? That'll just upset people. I think maybe Danny's conference championship game ideas are, are something that may uh, How to deal with the homeless population in Portland. Yeah. That, that is 100% do it. Like we have on the, on the text line, like pronouns because it, it doesn't matter where you are yeah you'll have somebody get just you just need, you just need one absolutely upset you just about need it one uh banned books ba- banned Ooh. books is a good one yeah. yeah 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 this is good we need these ideas for yeah. tomorrow tweet us at danny and dusty or you can uh, send the text in at 503-864-6326 we need to come up with this tomorrow you know what? and we need I'm, to make I'm a, graphic. Put a tweet out during the break yeah we, we need to put a graphic together of your uh, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving argument bingo card. Argument bingo card. <laughs> I like it. All right. Well, it appears a uh, NFL player might have added to the Thanksgiving uh, disruption Ooh, hey. uh, bingo card. We'll get to that more, but first, here's. Wait, wait, it's, not, it's not that time. Never mind. It's a quick break. Danny Dusty, Danny the fan. This is Rivalry Week with Danny and Dusty. Brought to you by PG Long. On 1080 The Fan. Quick audible here is there's been some breaking news around the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, Scoot Henderson has been si- assigned to the Rip City Remix, their G League affiliate team, to get some work uh, ahead of his uh, potential return. Hey, that'll sell some tickets. Uh, that'll sell some G League tickets. I also don't think he's going to play in a game. I think that the big issue here, and not even issue, oh, is that dang. the the Portland Trailblazers are so beat up at the point guard position that they can't run a full scrimmage right now. <laughs> they can't. And so... They they can't run a scrimmage because if they do, if somebody does pick up a knock, if Skyler Mays rolls his ankle in a practice right now, they're screwed. Oh goodness! So this is fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. So this what they fine. do though We're is good. the remix practices at the PF and Twalton, the mm-hmm. same same building as the as the Trailblazers. They have a full complement of bodies, and they are here in town while the Blazers are taking a one game trip to Phoenix. So they leave Scoot behind. Yeah. To get some run and get a real scrimmage, get a full impact 
type scrimmage or go through some more advanced work ahead of his return for Portland. This is a good sign. This means he's getting closer. Again, Malcolm Brogdon was upgraded from out to questionable earlier yesterday. He's going to look to give it a go tonight, and it'll be a game time decision. I would be a, if I was a betting man, I would lean towards him going because Jamare Bouye was not sent back to the team today. He is still with the remix. So then they need the extra body. And I saw he's questionable now. Yeah. So he was ruled out yesterday. Now he's questionable. So for yeah. Phoenix. Yes. So uh, I would expect Malcolm to go. Okay. Uh, barring any last second change. But I also think Scoot's probably about a week away. So this again, this, they're getting yeah. healthier. Ma- Malcolm probably tonight, if not not if not tonight, then tomorrow. I would say Scoot's probably a week away. And then I still think Anthony, even though I think he's ahead of schedule, just looking at him, talking to him, I still think the December 14th return, because they, they have seven games between now and the 14th of December, but they have three days off after Thanksgiving, and then they go out, I have, what, one game, then they go on a five-game road trip. And I just don't, it's not it's not impossible for Ant to make his return on the five-game road trip. I got a follow-up question here. It's very quick. unlikely that he's going to make a return on a road trip. Follow-up question yeah. is... Uh, does it matter? Yeah, for the watchability and for the progression. <laughs> well, I know, of but the other like guys? It, when you say like, in that the whole thing is, does it matter? Like, does it matter if Ant is back? Like, don't rush him back. Oh so yeah, why no, no. Would you, no, I think, why, like, I think why, if it's ahead, even though. close, why yeah. would you even? No, and I, I don't, and I don't think they will. And I yeah. keep hearing uh, I, a lot of people like, well, the Blazers need to change medical staffs. Just as a, as, a, as an aside, the Blazers have changed medical staffs twice in the last four years. Maybe that's a problem. So, like, stop, stop yelling about medical staffs. I just stop. Well, you got to blame it at something. It's it's stuff happens, man. Go look at an injury report for like literally uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Go look at their injury report. Let's it's blame, half team. blame Neil O'Shea. I mean, that's fine. I'm okay. I, anytime anybody wants to do that, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I think most people are. Fire Terry Stotts. Yeah. All right. You know, I mean, the the that worked for the Bucks, kind of, sort of, not really. Yeah, I don't know if it's worked out for the Bucks, But they're still winning because they have Giannis and Dame. All right, coming up next, three up, three down. (laughs) You say not going well there. They're 10 and four. (laughs) No, no, I said not going well, but they still have Dame and Giannis. That's why they're, yeah. I know, they're 10 and four. We would love that not going well. Yes, no, we would. Uh, Turns out having superstar talent uh, can deal with dumb coaching. Yeah. Uh, Coming up next, three up, three down, three things like, three things we did coming out of the NFL weekend. Danny and Dusty, 10 and a fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 